Welcome back everybody to the Anything Are You podcast. Today we have a really special guest for you guys today. A little fun bonus video for you guys to get hyped up for the screen, spring game, Mr. Tommy Harris. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Christian. Uh, Drew, Andrew, everybody else, we're all in Norman. We will be at the spring game tomorrow. If you guys have not seen, go check out our Twitter to see the location of our tailgate. Everybody's welcome to stop by. You can pick up some of your merch there as you see popping up right now. We would really appreciate it if you guys would go check out our sponsor, www.hornsdownshop.com, where you can get all of your cool OU gear and Deshaun White gear, and you can even support us too. So we really appreciate you guys, and hey, let's get in the video. Welcome back, everybody. We have Mr. Tommy Harris and our boy Tyree as well. Tommy attended the University of Oklahoma and played for Coach Bob Stoops and was on the Sooners football team from 01 to 03. He's one of the very few players in OU history to start every game of his true freshman season. He was a two-time All-Big 12 selection, was recognized as a consensus first-team All-American in 2002 and a unanimous first-team All-American in 2003. And as junior and final season as a senior, Harris won the Lombardi Award as the nation's best lineman in 2003. He was also named Sports Illustrated's All-Decade Team in 2009. First round, 14th overall draft pick in a 2004 NFL draft to the Chicago Bears three-time pole, Pro Bowl defensive tackle. Tom, man, how you doing? I'm good, brother. That's a lot. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a lot to kind of break down. I guess yeah. you, were, you were pretty successful in your career. I guess so. <laughs> well, hey, we're going to go ahead and jump right into questions, man. And uh, I kind of wanted to ask you this one. Where did you go to high school? And uh, what was your recruiting process like? And why did you ultimately choose to come play for OU? A three-part question. Uh, okay, well, I first went to school in Colleen Ellison uh, in Colleen, Texas, outside of Austin, Central Texas, right next to Fort Hood, Texas. And uh, after there, I had an opportunity. I was a top defensive tackle, uh, top player in the nation to come out of Texas. Um, I guess what they call five-star recruits. And, uh, I ended up picking uh, University of Oklahoma out of, over the University of Texas, the University of Louisiana, the University of A&M, and the University of Miami. So uh, I went on and uh, had a decent career at OU and had the opportunity to go play with the Bears, and the rest is history. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, just real quick, were you a kangaroo? No, I was an Elliston Eagle. Okay, okay. My dad was a kangaroo, so that's why I wanted to ask you. Yeah, no way. I was a <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So let, let's talk about this. Once you got to OU and, and you hit the ground running, uh, we talked about before we got on here. Uh, how were you able to handle the pressure and the hype and be able to start as a freshman? Because back then, I don't know, Christian can probably remember. I don't know if he was too young, but freshmen did not start a whole heck of a lot in college football, in major college football, especially for a big-time program like Oklahoma. So talk about that, your first year at OU, and and, and what, what that took to, uh, to make that happen. Well, all I did was keep my head down. So – I pretty much just worked my butt off. And I know my biggest key was no one was going to be able to outwork me. So I constantly just kept my head down and everything just ended up working out for myself. But I never even had a chance to look up and see what I was. I never read the papers. 
I never read that. I just heard people saying what everyone thought I was. I knew I always just had to stay focused on what I always wanted to become, and it was happening. For sure. Hey, and um, you got to play for arguably one of the most favorite Sooner coaches of all time and Bob Stoops. What was it like getting to play for him? Oh, it was a blessing, man. Um, uh, Bob Stoops is, you know, hindsight looking at it now, like him being able to be named one of the top coaches in the, the ever coach college football. And I was able to have a chance to be under him, like as it was being made, it was special. Every day was special being around Coach Stoops. And you never knew what to expect. So uh, it was just an honor. You had a chance to grow as a football player and also as a man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. So, like you said, you had a you had a pretty okay career at at, at OU, and you know that 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 okayness, if you will, was able to uh, get you drafted first round uh, to the Chicago Bears. Give us your favorite or your best NFL story on or off the field. Um, my one of my favorite NFL stories would be uh, it was my rookie year. We didn't make the playoffs. And uh, it was the last game of the season. And it was us versus the Houston Texans. And it was negative eight windshield. I mean, it was tears were freezing. Snot was frozen on people's hands. Like, everybody had – all you saw was guys' eyes. Linemen usually don't wear gloves and all that, even when it's cold. But it was – everybody looked like mummies. But one of the veteran O-linemen from the Houston, Texas said, he said, uh, Tommy, he said, listen up. He said, we not going to the playoff. Y'all not going to the playoff. My stuff already packed, ready to go to vacation. How about we just shake and play pity pat all game? I said, what? <laughs> he said, let's just play pity pat the whole game, man. He said, it's too cold to be out here doing this. <laughs> Me, I said, if you go fast, I'm going to go fast. I said, I'm going to go your speed. And we went ahead and we danced the whole day and got out of there. That's my. That's when I knew the NFL, it was a business. So I'm assuming that happened, that kind of stuff happened quite a bit, huh? Yeah. If, if you meet a, a guy across from you that's smart, if he's smart and he understands that, hey, man, we're not going to the playoffs no matter what we do. Like, let's just get this game over with, look busy, and get go home. Yeah, for sure. So, Tommy, uh, I'm sure you're aware that Coach Venables is back. What was it like having him as your defensive coordinator? And um, how excited are you to see him as the new head coach? I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I know him as a defensive uh, coach, he's unbelievable. So, just to see him – be able to run the whole ship. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see how he handles all of this. I know he'll do well at it, but just as I, I want to see him, I'm excited to see how he does. Well, hey, so you gave us your favorite NFL story. Do you have a favorite Coach Venable story that you would like to share? BV story. Oh yeah. No, I, I don't. I just always remember him showing us film with him running off as the gunner. Uh, at Kansas State and talking about leaving his feet. He taught the guys how to lead their feet when they tackle. Like, you got to 
you got to put a hole in that sucker. Like, always intense. But that's all he talked about. He was a all number one thing I think about when I think about BV is intensity. No, no, absolutely. That's that's what everyone else thinks about as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, we know that all your experiences through, through college, NFL, things like that. What would be the best advice you would give to a young recruit or even a current player uh, that, that's getting recruited or, or wanting to come to OU or, or just finding the right, right, right school? What would, what would your best advice be to, be to somebody like that? I think the, the number one thing is that you got to know that you're going to college and not your parents. So I, I think that's big, too, to start cutting off the influence of this is this is four years or five years of your real life that you got to take in control. You got to start becoming a man. So as much as your mom likes a college, you're the one that has to go to school there and go do class and go. So it's very important that the player understands that this is his choice. The second thing I say to any player is to allow himself to cut out the noise to to put him to 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 allow himself the the four to five years of focus and going all in on himself and watch what he can develop and yeah. how special it could be because I didn't go to college to party. I went to school to take care of business to to take my family out of an economic deficit. I knew what the opportunity of football could do. And I'm not saying not go have fun and all that, but I'm just saying you have a, the more you can focus, the more money you can make in that opportunity. No, for sure. And that, that, uh, I think that goes for everybody as well. And not only just a recruit, but what has life after football been like, you know, kind of, I know you've been, you, uh, you wrote a book. So uh, what have you been up to other than that? And kind of tell us about your book. Oh, uh, life after football has been adventurous. Uh, it's been different. Um, and I, I say it's, it's, it's like showing up to uh, something as a novice. That's how I try to see life now because it's not football. And I had to learn that the, the <laughs> real life is not football. It's, it's close to football, but the game is still the same, but the field changes. So you still have double teams, you still have touchdowns, you still have, but the people in real life are so good. It took me so long to get used to a corporate way of dealing. Like you could tell someone that you'll be somewhere and not be there and just tell them you're sorry or you was running late, but you couldn't do that in football. So I couldn't tell my teammate either that I was going to do something and didn't do it. It would cost my whole team. So it was learning that the corporate world from playing Professional football is like being in the military. There's a general, there's a call in the command, there's a certain respect each man has for one another. So just learning how to keep my morality and keep my humanity in the midst of anything goes in this society, it has been a big uh, learning learning opportunity for me. And uh, it's been adventurous, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And how often do you get back to Norman? I come back. I, I was there a lot last year, uh, especially during my book. Yeah. So you mentioned your book, for example. I got a copy of it right here. I'm excited to read it, all that stuff. Talk about 
like how that all came about and and why you wrote the book and 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 kind of uh you know the message behind it oh well endure was just a uh just a statement that i started to really uh live by that helped me get out of bed every morning helped me get up and not feel sad about my situation or all the trials and tribulations i've been through but it was more of a, a statement for me to continue to uh, no matter what you go in this life, you're going to nothing grows without going through some type of phase, metamorphosis phase, some transformation phase. So all of us are getting older. Nobody gets younger. So with life comes, I, I wanted to put like just some type of comfort out there for any individual that's dealing with any type of grief, depression, anxiety, loss. And just tell them that you can continue and life continues after it's just a mindset to endure until God comes or God brings help or to constantly keep staying in the utmost personality to help someone else. And things seem to get better in the midst of whatever trials you're going through. If you're, if you're going through whatever suffering you're going through, I proposition you to serve. And that's what enduring is for me, just constantly finding a way to serve someone and endure to the end. No, that's that's amazing because it you kind of, it kind of gives off that you know love life, love people, live life, and serve people as well. Now I love that. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about, man. You know, life is a, a continuous effort of just becoming the greatest version of yourself each day. One hundred percent. Purpose of it, becoming yeah. a better. You should not be the same person you were in fifth grade and seventh grade and people telling you you're still doing the same stuff you did six years ago. Is uh, Life is about becoming a better and better version. Each day you wake up, you try to become a better version. And there's days and seasons where you're going to feel like crap, but you got to endure those seasons and you got to continue and believe that things will get better, things will turn around, in some way and somehow the light comes back on. Endure. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and, and and me personally, that's that's one of the reasons I, I, I bought the book is because, you know, I'm a man of faith too and, and things like that. And I, I want to try to be the best, best version of myself and be the best example to the people around me and just be a servant leader. And I think uh, one thing that I've learned, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. I love football. One thing I've learned through this whole time is you know, you find your passion and you find what, what God has called you to do and you just, you know, be that light to people. And I think that's so good. And then, you know, for, for people that haven't, haven't went out and got that book, I encourage them to do it. So that's, that's good stuff. And don't just be the light to people, be light to people. Yeah. Right. Like a weight. Right. Be light to people. Like, you know, everyone don't, you don't have to be heavy on every, like, you could be light to people. That's what I see when I hear the word light. I see it as shiny light and a feeling of like letting people make it someday, letting people have a bad day sometimes, knowing that life is hard on you just like it is on somebody else. So every, every day people are not going to be perfect. So can they trust that they could fail in front of you and, and they'll continue if they have a, a righteous person or a, 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 a truthful person in front of them. Yeah. So here, here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a curveball for you. This is, this is courtesy of uh, 
for of, of Tyree. He uh, he told us to ask this question, but uh, what was your fir- first music credit? Uh, my first music credit, I think it was Wonderful Life, like a gospel a gospel album by Percy Beatty and Wonderful Life, Kingdom Business, Wonderful Life. I think that was that's awesome. awesome. Hey, and you uh, you kind of talked about it before we um, before we hopped on in the recording, but um, what is your favorite food? Kind of give Sooner Nation what your favorite food is and like why. Well, my favorite, I love Thai food. And I, I just love Thai food because I grew up in Killeen, Texas, where you can eat all the greatest foods in the world. You don't got to go all the way to New Orleans or San Francisco. You can come right down I-35, Killeen, Texas. Because it's a military base, so it has every type of cuisine, German food, uh, Japanese, whatever you want. But there's a, a lady that I grew up eating her food in Killeen called Thai Thai. And it's the greatest food I ever ate. And I've been, I, I've always just loved Thai food. And the heat. That's awesome. And That's then you amazing. get that good Thai tea with that heat. No, no. I If I got to sweat to eat my food, I'm not excited about that. But like you my brother, yeah, so. Coming down for you. Uh-uh. My brother, he will take something hot and spicy and put salsa and all kinds of stuff on top of it. I'm like, no, what are you doing? Like, That's well, not... Oh, in the, in, in the later day. Yeah. So. No, 100%. That's, uh, that's good stuff. So before we before we let you go, tell tell people where they can where they can get a copy of, of your book, you know. In the description. You could go to TommyHarris.com, uh, check it out. And you can go to Tommy Harris at uh, Instagram, TommyHarris90 at Twitter, TommyHarris at Facebook. Just Nation, yeah, just all the links will be in the description below if you guys want to go check that stuff out. Yeah. And I'll also be speaking and I'll be uh, signing April 21st at the Cowboy Hall of Fame for the uh, Oklahoma Hall of Fame. So uh, y'all check me out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Will do. Well, Tommy, we appreciate you for coming on, man. All right. Thank you. And yes, I sir. Also, I'm playing. Go ahead. Nah, man, you can. Hey, if you got anything you want to throw out there. I was just joking. Boomer sooner, man. Yes, sir. Boomer sooner. More life, more blessings.